Harp on Sports with Seth Harp. You know what time it is. Three, two, one. Let's do this. Go, bartenders. Go, food needs refill. Harp on Sports, the bar, podcast, media, audio, radio network. What do we have in store for you on this edition of The Bar? A little NIL new era. How name, image, and likeness has now led two of the Power Five commissioners to go to Congress and beg D.C. for helping control a problem that they're creating. Greg Sankey, this is, you know, the power structure and the conferences and how they hate the NCAA and they want the NCAA to enforce rules. Conference commissioners are a bunch of hypocrites right up there with university presidents. And these two, is it Kleinkoff, the commissioner out of the Pac-12? This is just embarrassing. What a bunch of hypocrites. And I know what they want. We're going to talk about that. Phil's finances. Phil Mickelson clipped, what, $40 million he spent gambling from 2010 to 2014? Well, according to an assertion by those close to him. um, Why this is not that big of a deal when you take a step back. It's bad, and it looks bad. But overall, why it's not? And also... And this may be the, I don't want to say the craziest thing that we have for you, but it just may, may be when it's all said and done. Because it's kind of sneaking up there. You know, I was talking about the Jaguars going to London, moving to London. Jags fans, no! The mayor of Dallas wants a second NFL team. Before you say, oh, that's ridiculous, Seth. Why? Dallas couldn't support two NFL teams? Well, they already got the Cowboys. Yes, we put two in LA, two in New York. Dallas is going to be the third biggest Metroplex within the next five years. Dallas couldn't have two NFL teams. Oh, sneaky, sneaky, sneaky. Watch out for that. So we're going to look at that as well. The big D, D stands for deuce is in two. Harp on Sports, the bar. Uh, let's hear at Harp on Sports, Twitter, at Harp on Sports, Instagram, uh, auditory route, Buzzsprout, Spotify, Apple podcast, Harp on Sports, the bar, Facebook page, Harp on Sports, Harpon Sports, the YouTube channel, and of course, HarponSports.com. Let's start off with this first. Kleinkoff and Sankey going to D.C. Not the same as Mr. Smith goes to Washington, but they go to D.C. And they're going to ask Congress for help with the NIL. <laughs> this is what they don't have an answer for it. They don't. Do you see how like commissioners and major conferences have answers for everything except this? And this is something they create? Athletic directors are upset about this. Well, the athletic directors are overseeing these collectives. There's one at the University of Florida. They're all over the place. Boosters siphon money in, and then the collective pays the athletes out of the money that the boosters get in. Now, the whole crux of this is, was was it supposed to be used for recruiting? Well, Emory Jones just signed with Arizona State because he's going to get $75,000 in NIL sponsorships. It may not have been the intended cause, and it was fine until the universities got involved. This whole thing that NIL is out of control, yeah, you guys are doing it. You created this arms race. It's gotten out of control, and now the individual schools are looking around going, yeah, we got to do something about this. We got to do something about this. You know whose fault it is? And what's funny about this is this Kleinkoff dude from the Pac-12 says, the NCAA needs to step in. Oh, you guys have been draining their power for years. Complain about the way they punish teams. The NCAA, what a bunch of hypocrites. You've been draining their authority. 
and you've drained their authority. So you sue them, right? Penn State gets nailed. Penn State should have gotten nailed. Probably should have gotten more. Probably should have gotten the death penalty, letting the defensive coordinator rape kids for 20 years. And then what happens? Well, the four-game bull band's too much. Let's get two. USC got punished more for Reggie Bush, his mom getting a house, than Penn State did for allowing a coach to rape kids. And you complained about that. Complain about LSU. Complain about Miami. Everybody wants cops when their house is broken into, but nobody wants cops around when you're going 90 and a 55 or 103 and a 55. Right, Anthony Richardson? So I look at this. And what's funny about this is about, I want to say about 10 years, 12 years ago, Orrin Hatch, Senator from Utah, was getting involved with the BCS because he said the BCS wasn't fair. Do you know what Sankey and the rest of the commissioners said? Because Utah wasn't in the Pac-12 at the time. They said, get lost. D.C., we don't need you. Stay out of this, Washington. Stay out of this. Stay out of private business. And now, hey, can you guys come help us here? Why? Because they don't want to be the bad guys. If I were D.C., and this is where D.C. gets, oh, well, yes, we'll come in and save this. If I were Washington, so you figure it out on your own. We're not helping you. Here's where Congress should look at them and say, and I'm not going to say Congress has better things to do because they don't. They really don't. But what else are they going to do? Solve the budget. They're not doing any of that stuff. Congress got involved in stop steroids in baseball. Congress got involved and ended concussions in football, or at least made the NFL do something about concussions. When Congress gets involved, steroids in baseball, concussions in football, they get stuff done. Because nobody wants to use their tax-exempt status, antitrust laws. Do you know why? The NFL, or do you know why these guys want Congress to get involved? Because they don't want college athletes to be employees. They're trying to find a way, Greg Sankey and this client cop dude, they're trying to find a way to screw over the students and the athletes so they can't get paid as employees. That's what they're trying to do. Because once they're employees, they can unionize and then game over. Or not game over. Then that changes the financial structure of things. Do you realize like all this NIL stuff's out of control? Do you realize like arms races for... $300 $300 million, $200 million indoor practice facilities. It wasn't out of control for Greg Sankey, Klankoff then. It wasn't out of control when Clemson put a slide in their locker room. It wasn't out of control when LSU put sleep pods next to their lockers. It wasn't out of control in all this money being spent when Oregon used the same leather that Ferrari does for its cars on its seats in the film room on their seats. Wasn't out of control with that. But now it is. <laughs> Bunch of hypocrites, man. <laughs> Going to D.C. and begging senators and congressmen and congresswomen to bail you out of a mess that your schools are creating. And then for Kleinkoff to go, the NCAA's fault. Oh, what the fuck? They don't do something about this. And this is what they're doing. This is what they're doing. They're using the NIL to create a void so they can say the NCAA can't govern us. We want to break off and do our own thing. That's what they're doing. That's what they're doing. What do you do? Well, there's a way to solve this. There is. There's a way to solve this. I'll solve it right now. Each collective has a cap, like a salary cap. If the SEC has the, uh, we're going to have a Gator Collective like we do at Florida, fine. $2 million. It's all the money that can be at $2 million. And guess what? Every school gets the same. Some booster from Florida, one or from from Alabama wants to get $5 million. That's great. It all gets pulled together and divided by 14, soon to be 16. Each team gets $2 million in NIL cap space. What you want to do with it, do it. 
You want to spend $200,000 for a receiver? Do it. You want to spend $50,000 for a linebacker? Do it. But you only get $2 million. And it has to go to this. You want to create your own collective? You want to, you got to cap it. It's the only way it makes it work. How does the NFL do this? Well, how does the NFL stop dynasties? Eight Super Bowls in 10 years, with well, exception of Tom Brady. How do you, how do you stop dynasties? In order to create parity, you create the salary cap. Guys get good. They make enough money. They become free agents. They make money here. Team with the most money signs them. Whole goal of the NFL is communism, right? Eight and eight, everybody the same. Never happens. That's a goal, structurally. So you got, you, the only way to work is you have to cap it. And you have to cap it for the whole conference. Like now, I understand like if the SEC is $2 million per team and the ACC is $1.8 and the Big Ten is 2.2, but they all got to be around in the same area. They do. I just think it's funny that they're playing. Oh, how dare these athletes? You guys are doing it. The athletes aren't paying themselves. Your collectives at your schools are. Oh, these kids are. It's out of control. This NIL's out of control. The schools are doing it. I love how the schools' athletic directors are saying this is out of control. You're doing it. You're paying them. What the hell, man? You created this mess. Now you want Congress to save you? What about turds? The only way it works is cap. I got it right down here. Cap. Cap. You have $2 million. Cap. It's got to be revenue shared. It's got to be revenue shared. So if you have $1.8 million, the other team's got $600,000. you got two star receivers. The team's got $600,000. may come along and say, hey, we come over here on our collective. We'll give you $100,000. You can create parity by doing this within a conference. You really can. A school that's struggling like Missouri may be able to offer more money in their collective and steal a receiver away from Alabama. You want to create equality? Create a salary cap with your collective. It's the only way it's going to work. But they don't want that. They want Congress to step in and do something so they can nail the NCAA and bail on the NCAA. It's just a crock of shit. It all is. It's all, it's all your fault. You did it. You created it. And it's funny, once young African-American men started making money, and yes, it is true, once they started making money and leaving one school for another for a better opportunity for themselves, eh, you don't mind when assistant coaches... Oh, who was it? The head coach at Central Michigan. I can't remember him for the life of me. Left to become, was it the offensive coordinator at Arkansas? And then he left to become the offensive coordinator at Alabama. Then he left to become the offensive coordinator at Miami. It's four different jobs in five years. Batting an eye, because nobody else did. Turd Ferguson, baby. NIL New Era. They're trying to fix it. And without a cap, you can't. You just can't. Oh, by the way, if you go over the month, this is what you have to do, too, if you're going to do this. If you really are serious about this, anybody caught, you have collectives, a way to pay players. Anybody caught giving players impermissible benefits. It's an automatic two-year bowl ban, automatic two-year ban from the college football playoff. It's the only way it works. The punishment's got to be ridiculously severe to not risk it. You caught gambling on baseball, ban for life. Pete Rose, it's got to be severe. We'll see. What do they do in Korea or, or you know North Korea if you try to sneak drugs in? What do they do in they cane you? They cut off your hand. They send you to the salt mines. They beat the shit out of you. I mean, <laughs> punishment's got to be severe. All right. I still like how they made this the NCAA's fault somehow. NCAA, you're going to fix this. You guys created a mess. Can you imagine if I were the NCAA, I'd come out and say, okay, this is what we're going to do. You can have your collectives. That's fine. You can keep paying money. That's fine. However, if we catch you doing anything illegal, like using money to recruit players, it's going to be a five-year bull ban and a 
$15 million fine. No, no, no. See, that just, hey, I want you to fix this. Well, here's my suggestion. I don't like that. <laughs> All right, let's do a couple other things here, too. Um, Big D, and the D stands for Deuce, is in second NFL team. Mayor of Dallas came out and said, we want another NFL team. Why not? South Dallas. We got enough people here. Biggest city in America, New York, has two teams on the other side of the river. Second biggest city in America, L.A., they have two teams. What, Dallas can't support two teams? Soon going to be the third biggest city in America in the next five years. We can't have two NFL teams? Why not? If any city could... You find me a city that's more football crazy in America than Dallas. Like, well, they're cowboy crazy. Yeah, they are. Think about the benefits of this. You instantly create a rivalry. The other... Dallas team would be in the AFC, by the way, just like it is in New York, NFC, AFC. They wouldn't share, they wouldn't share the Cowboys team. They'd have to build a new one. But the mayor already came out and said, well, we're trying to figure all this stuff out. Play the Cotton Bowl. Or play the University of Tech. We will figure it out until something happens. I just think a second NFL team in Dallas would be awesome. Everybody's always worried about the Jaguars going to London. This should worry you more. And the reason I bring this up and I tie this into the Jaguars, Shad Khan just bought the fairgrounds in Jacksonville. Why? More land. I need more land. Well, they're going to move parking here. No, they're not. They're going to want to take that football stadium and they're going to want to build a new football stadium right now where Lot J is, where they wanted to put all that stuff that got the kibosh, the working area, and where that Veterans Memorial thing is and that other parking lot and over by the fairground, they want to put another. They're going to put a football stadium there. That's what they want to do. They're going to ask for a brand new stadium. Well, no, they're not. Okay, then fine. Fine, they're not. And look, well, then he may not. He may not put a new football stadium there, but he's going to tear the old one down, and we're going to gut it, and they're going to yes. Come on. And if he doesn't get it, I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to think of other teams that. You know, pretty much everybody's positioned with the new stadium. The only one that you'd sit around and go, wait a second here, what's going on? Would be Washington, but they're not going anywhere. The other one that's looking, you know, a couple of years down the line here, maybe be Detroit, but they're not going anywhere. Chicago, but look, they're going to get one built in Chicago. Maybe an expansion in South Dallas. I've still said this for years. The fact that the NFL is playing games over in Europe, you got one in Germany, you got one down in Mexico City, right? You had a German five international games. The NFL is like, oh, the European Football League, we laughed, didn't work. It's like, yeah, because those were not elite football players. Those weren't NFL football players. Those were guys that weren't NFL guys. So if you have four, if you had a division, a European division, like the NFL won't work in Europe, the time, and well, if you had a team in Berlin, team in London, team in Paris, team in Rome, what? Won't work? What do you mean it won't work? Why wouldn't it? Just, just let just pay attention. But that being said, if you want to expand here, and you know, eventually you're going to get to six divisions of six. What do we have? Nine divisions, eight divisions of four, six divisions of six. They're going to add, when the NFL adds, they're going to add four teams. Dallas saying, we want a second team. You look around and go, what's more viable, St. Louis or Dallas number two? What's more viable, Oakland or Dallas number two? What's more viable? Think about things like that. What's more viable, San Diego or Dallas number two? Financially, what do you think has a better chance to support an NFL team? Dallas the second team or Oakland or St. Louis or see where I'm going? Now, Jerry Jerry Jones got through. Well, oh, my God. 
financially a second team in Dallas. Makes sense. Uh, Phil Mickelson. Oh, Philzy, 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 Philzy. Spent, according to those close to him, or at least he's in a book's coming out on Phil, and, you know, it's an unauthorized biography. Spent $40 million in gambling debts. $40 million in gambling debts. You're like, oh my God, that's a lot. Yeah. But Phil Mickelson's made close to $500 million in his career. What's that? 8% of his income? $40 million to you and me is a lot of money, but when you've made half a billion dollars, is it? They say yes. I'd love to know what he's gambling on. Michael Jordan, they talk about how he's addicted to gambling. Phil's got $40 million in gambling debts. Okay. Some people, gambling, betting on games is their stock investment, their Dogecoin, their their Bitcoin, their whatever. It is. Now, I don't know what book he's taking action on to get to $40 million. I guess you're betting $50,000 here. You can get up there. Phil's a bad gambler. Is it a big deal? Yeah, you don't want to be in with the wrong people because then he couldn't pay his... Well, he and Bones out of falling out his caddy because he wasn't paying his employee. I get it. I get where it's ugly and nasty. But most people that have gambling debts, their gambling debts are more than they make. Phil's gambling debts aren't more than he makes. It's like when he had a story a couple years ago when Michael Jordan's son spent like... I don't know what it was. Was it like $7,500,000 in a casino? I was like, oh my God. Michael Jordan's son blew $100,000 in a casino. It's like, yeah, his dad's a billionaire. Compared to, that's not that much. Now, I'm not saying $40 million isn't a lot because it's a ton of money. Oh my God. I mean, I'd, I'd love to have the taxes on that money. <laughs> I'd like to have 10% of the taxes on that money. Change my life. Change all of our lives. Spill spent $40 million gambling. I'm like, okay, over how much of a stretch run? From 2010 to 2014. Now that's the bigger deal. It's not that he had that much. He had it over a four-year stand. But he's made over half a million, half almost $500 million in his career. So 8% of the money that he's made, he squandered gambling. You're about people that go bankrupt, NFL football players that squander all their money because they invest with the wrong guy. There, there's, a, there's a whole show on that. Was it broke? ESPN did a 30 for 30 on this. So Phil blew 8% of the money that he made gambling. $40 million in gambling debts. It's bad. But when you think about people who owe like $70,000, $100,000 to bookies, they owe more than they make. Phil spent 8% gambling. Bad. But forgive me if you're not going to get any shock and awe out of me out of that one compared to his worth. Stock market crashed today. They lost like a thousand points in the Dow. Like Elon Musk lost like how many five hundred million dollars because Tesla went down. Now it's going to go back up. He's going to make three hundred million tomorrow. So I just hmm. value, value, value. Harpon Sports, the Bar Podcast Media Audio Radio Network. Follow, share, like, subscribe at Harpon Sports Twitter at Harpon Sports Instagram. Uh, Buzzsprout, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. When a consumer during the auditory route, Harpon Sports. Facebook page, Harpon Sports, the YouTube channel, and of course, HarponSports.com. Remember, stay clean, stay focused, stay strong, Frankenstein.
Fold your breath.